Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. Hour number three of the program here on Wednesday morning. And we're a third of the way through January already. Crazy, huh? We, you know, that's the kind of the thing that I've noticed when the calendar changes to a new year. Is all of a sudden you look up and it's March. You say, wow, where where did the first quarter of the year go? And it's already flying by. I guess that's good, right? The faster the winter's over, the better. Oh, I lied. I lied to you earlier. I have to apologize. I said all the snow was gone because of the rain. But I just looked out the window now that the sun is up or the sun's not really up, but, you know, it's behind the clouds. But now that it's daylight out, I, I took a look and there's, there's still a pile of snow in the parking lot. One lone pile of snow. So I lied to you. I won't do it again. So the um, the discussion that we were having earlier in the program, and again, I, I'm still interested if anybody has any thoughts on this, is that Andrew O'Leary will be the permanent superintendent in New Bedford schools. New Bedford Light has the report. I guess it was decided at the school committee meeting on Monday, and contracts will be offered to him and to his deputy superintendent, Darcy Onks. That'll be happening in the next few weeks and you know, have everything locked down by February, but it was so quiet. And I, again, I have a calendar planned out of like things that we can expect when we're going to have the elections and what to keep an eye on for different stories this year. And one of the things that I had laid out was, you know, February, March, even into April, you know, expect the superintendent search to heat up. That's usually when municipalities are going through all this. But they've decided not to even go forward with needing a search. No nationwide search, which means they've saved the time, they've saved the money. Because if you remember, they hired, hired a consulting firm. You have to hire, well, you, you hire consulting firms to help you with this because the school committee itself doesn't have time to, to mine for candidates. And also, there's kind of a, a list of, of candidates that's how Thomas Anderson's name ended up in, I forget which town it was, up around Boston. Was it Maybe it was Brookline? And it wasn't that he was actively seeking the job. It was that, that he was on a list of potential candidates. At least that's what I was told by the people behind the search. So it, it is helpful to bring in those outside firms that do this all the time. And are familiar with all the all the names. So that's why you have to spend that money. They will also do all the vetting for you and bring you all the information so that you get the personnel files and everything that you possibly need. And also, it kind of gives you a little bit of a, 
a buffer should something go wrong. You know, as we've seen now, especially in education, sometimes people's credentials aren't all that they're cracked up to be. And you need to distance yourself from that decision. If you can say, well, we just went by the information that this organization gave us, it gives you a little bit of plausible deniability. That happened in in Wareham back in the 90s that uh, Jim Brajoli, who was the longtime basketball coach, built an incredible program, built a culture of winning. This was, you know, the, the, the pride of Wareham Athletics. The football team was always, you know, good too, but they'd had some down years. But the basketball team was always consistently great and competitive in the South Coast Conference, what was on the South Coast Conference. And when Jim decided to step down and retire, everybody naturally assumed that his son, Kevin, was going to take the reins. Kevin had been his longtime assistant, and it was assumed that Kevin would just step in and Brajoli basketball would continue in, in Wareham. And for some reason, the principal decided not to go in, not to go that route and brought in an outside candidate from, I believe, Chicago named Tony Fryer, who apparently had this very impressive resume, had coached some college basketball, and I don't know what it was that led to this principal deciding to go in this direction. Because the principal had been a teacher prior to being the principal. He was my teacher. He knew the Bergeolis very well. I don't know if they had an issue. I don't know if this was just a matter of wanting to bring in someone from the outside to change things up or... I mean, I don't think this was part of it, but Kevin Bergeoli was a white man and Tony Fryer was a black man and there were a lot of black players on the Wareham team. Maybe that was part of the thinking. I don't know. But it was a strange, head-scratching move and universally panned from the town. And not only did things not go well, but it turns out that this guy was, he made up stuff on his resume. Just wasn't true. And it wasn't properly vetted. And this is pre-internet. So it wasn't like you can just jump on the internet and look up somebody. You know, you had to make phone calls and talk to people and and spend some time and research. The same thing happened, what was it? I think it was Old Rochester, right? The Nick Eddy story, John Comey broke that story. Somebody claim, came in pretending to be somebody else and got away with it for a little while until it was exposed. Sports Illustrated ended up picking up the story. That's how big of a deal it was. So if you can put that research onus on on another outside firm, it kind of creates that little buffer when things don't work out. But they don't even need to go that route because they've decided to hire their internal candidate in Andrew O'Leary, give him the job full time. So 
I'm looking forward to seeing what he continues to do in that role. 508-996-0500. You can also send in app chat messages and open line voicemails. We also talked in the first hour about this crazy case out of Townsend, Massachusetts. A woman who allegedly tried to kill her husband by poisoning his soup because she was being catfished by somebody pretending to be, and if you're not familiar with catfishing is, I know it's a, it's a relatively new term. Came about in like the last 10 years or so. But catfishing is when somebody pretends to be somebody that they're not. And fool somebody into doing things. I think the most famous catfishing case is probably Manti Teo, the, the great college football player who was in an online relationship with a woman who turned out not to be a woman and none of the stuff that he believed was true was true. That's what catfishing is. Somebody pretends to be somebody else. Usually it, it ends up in some kind of a romance scam not always. But in this particular case, in Townsend, Massachusetts, there was a woman who was being catfished by somebody pretending to be a soap opera star. And for some reason, they, the, you know, the, the soap opera star started talking to this woman online and in messages and somehow bilked her out of $8,000. And then apparently had tried to convince her to kill her husband for the life insurance money. So she did something, allegedly did something to his soup, served it to him. He ends up in the hospital like a half an hour later. The daughter comes to visit the father in the hospital, finds her mother's phone, sees these sees messages going back and forth, screenshots them, and brings them to the police. So the woman is arrested. Well, they, they show up at her house. They want to seize her iPhone and her iPad. She resists arrest. She ends up kicking one of the police officers in the crotch. And so now, in addition to attempted murder charges she's already, she's, uh, that she was already facing, she faces charges of resisting arrest and assault on a police officer. So it is not going well for this woman. After she admitted to police into Channel 5 that she was scammed out of $8,000 from this person pretending to be a soap opera star. If someone, and I don't know how this relationship started. I don't know how this conversation started. I don't know if, see, a lot of times what happens when people think they're talking to a celebrity is they'll see a page, a Facebook page or an Instagram account and they'll think that that's that person's official page. So they'll follow the page and they'll start messaging the person, thinking that they're talking to their favorite celebrity. So they'll send them a message on Facebook saying, hi, I'm a big fan. I love, I love your work. And then they get a response back and they're like, wow, I'm special that this celebrity is talking to me. And meanwhile, it's not their actual real page. And the person just wasn't savvy enough to know that it was 
not them. Sometimes it's an honest mistake. They think that they're interacting with a celebrity and it's a fan page and they didn't realize that because they didn't read the pan page bio or whatever. But sometimes these accounts are made to intentionally deceive people. It's a huge problem right now in on Instagram for people who are in the paranormal world, especially if they claim to have psychic abilities or mediumship abilities and they put themselves out there as that because these scammers duplicate their accounts. Maybe they add one extra underscore into their screen name or whatever and into their handle. And then they reach out to everybody, get them to follow them, and then we'll send them a message like, I'm doing readings, $25 right now. Send me $25, I'll give you a reading. And they're just scamming people. It happens to Stephanie Burke all the time where they make fake accounts and then they try to scam people and she would never send someone a message trying to solicit them to buy a reading from her and certainly wouldn't do it in an Instagram message exchange. But people fall for it. And so I guess if you are, you know, if you're so enamored by the fact that you think you're talking to the celebrity, maybe you're a little bit blinded to some of the red flags. But I don't know of any celebrity that would be asking you to send them money. Maybe, you know, soliciting donations for a, a charity or something like that that you can then go and verify. But how did this person send $8,000 to someone pretending to be a soap opera star and then was convinced that they were in love because she was willing to kill her husband for this fake soap opera star? Allegedly. Got to keep saying allegedly. Nothing's been proven yet. But it's just, it's nuts. It's insane. And I just have one burning question in all of this. What kind of soup was it? I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. And say, if you're looking for some delicious food, and I'm talking about stuff that you can make at home or stuff that's already made for you, stop on by the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Not only can you get fine quality meats cut just the way you want them, it's not like going into the supermarket where they've already cut the steaks and you're just going to pick through and decide which one you want to bring home. They'll cut exactly what you need, exactly the cut of meat that you want. It's an old-fashioned butcher shop, the old-school-style butcher shop. They'll do that all for you. But not only can you do that, but you can get all kinds of great pre-made foods as well. They make fresh food every day. You can stop in and get some lunch, get some casserla. I love the casserla over there. You know, they have all kinds of things every day, different stuff on the menu each day that you can take home with you or eat right out, you know, in your car, parked on the street, whatever it might be. Uh, they also can help prepare some of the food for you so that maybe you're going to cook it later on that night, but you want to have it marinated or seasoned ahead of time. They can do all of that for you. That's the level of service they give you at the butcher shop. And they have beer and wine selection like nobody else 
everything from $5 to $500 for a bottle of wine right there in the wine cellar and everything else you can imagine. It's an old school neighborhood market and they will treat you like you are part of the family because that's how they feel about all their customers there. Joe, Maria, Eric, everybody over there at the butcher shop, they will make you part of their family and they will become part of yours. So stop on by the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Let's go to the phones now, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Morning, Sketty. You know, Lamone's been asking for you. <laughs> I heard. So so that's funny because with you bringing up the story about being catfished, mm-hmm. um, I, I think Lamone's being catfished because you know I'm not talking to him on YouTube. So somebody out there is being me. That's a good point, yeah. And. Yeah, and he's, you tell me he's been conversating back and forth with this make-believe Sketty. So, Lamone's still listening. Lamone, you're being catfish, and you should have you should have more common sense. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's true. I would I would think that he'd be smarter than that. He's he's so skeptical about so many things that I would have thought that he would be more right. critical of who he's talking to. But I also don't know if I 100% believe that he's actually talking to somebody that he thinks is you either. Sometimes he just says things. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what we said um, last week. But And um, the food. So the butcher shop, the prime rib was phenomenal. Mm. I mean, melt in your mouth, cooked white color. It was so good. So good. Like, we didn't even need the sides. We just wanted to get full on the meat alone. So I was, oh, I was impressed. And the rice pudding was so, so good. Oh, I love the rice pudding. Mar- Maria oh, makes God. that and fresh. Yes. Oh, you could tell. You could tell all the work she put into it, too. Um, I never had one like that. That was exceptional. And um, so, speaking of food, now we'll go to that crazy lady. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. What, what kind of soup did she make? And he said it was bitter. So, I'm thinking, what would be, what poison would be bitter? Like, I don't even, like, whatever she did, it's, it's just, it's mind-blowing, really. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the, with, with the taste of different poisons, but uh, there's a lot of things you could put into food that you could have put in that he wouldn't have detected at all. But I guess she thought it was going to get the job done and really wasn't worried about what he was going to say afterwards. No. And with it, so I shouldn't laugh, but the $8,000, so she paid him for her to kill <laughs> herself yeah to this, kill her I mean I hope they find whoever this this catfisher was but yeah. the worst case scenario is he yeah. got away I mean well best case scenario for him is he got away with eight thousand dollars of her money and he could have gotten more yeah. she just didn't get the job done so <laughs> crazy <laughs> just nuts oh, it is it's sad and then I was thinking well sooner or later her husband would have seen that money missing and then what so maybe she panicked and thought oh no like, I don't know. Who knows what was going in her mind, but... Could be. You know, she she was, you know, claiming to Channel 5 she's a great cook. Maybe that was her downfall. If she'd been a bad cook, maybe he never would have thought anything about that soup. He would have eaten more of it, and then, you know, the job would have gotten done. Instead, he was like, oh, this soup tastes funny. I'm not going to eat anymore. And then, you know, it didn't end up working out. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll certainly follow along with that story, because yeah. it's, it's pretty nuts. Yes, it is. All right. So, it's good to hear your voice. I've been listening to you. I was in Plymouth again for a week. Got home last night. Well, great hearing from you, and thank you for the call. Yes. You have All a great right. day. You're welcome, Tim. You too. Bye-bye. And uh, we will uh, take more of your calls, 508-996-0500. But right now, we're going to go into the newsroom with Ariel. 
House Republicans are moving forward with impeachment proceedings against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The House Homeland Security Committee will hold its first impeachment hearing against Mayorkas today. Republicans have been critical of the secretary's handling of the southern border. Extreme weather is being blamed for at least four deaths across the southeast. Two people died in Alabama yesterday because of the powerful wind. One person died in North Carolina when a severe storm rolled through a mobile home park. And one person died in Georgia when a tree smashed through a car's windshield. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley are the two candidates left on the GOP debate stage when they step behind the podiums in Iowa tonight. Leading candidate Donald Trump is skipping the debate and is expected to win the upcoming Iowa caucus anyway. The Trump will be holding a town hall in Des Moines at the same time as the debate. The secretary. The Securities and Exchange Commission is confirming that its verified X account was hacked on Tuesday. The SEC account posted a tweet that said the regulator had approved a Bitcoin exchange trade fund. That caused the cryptocurrency's value to spike briefly before the SEC released a tweet clarifying that the account had been compromised. A North Carolina man who was wrongfully accused of a rape is going to receive a massive settlement. Ronnie Long spent more than four decades in prison before his conviction was overturned in 2020. One of his attorneys revealed this week that Long will receive at least $25 million as part of a settlement in a civil suit. A Napa Valley winery is jumping on the AI bandwagon with a robot sommelier. The $50,000 robot has been working at Maria Concito Winery since November. Owner Maria Resnikova says there's been a 30% increase in foot traffic since the robot's arrival. In sports, Tennessee head coach Mike Vrabel was fired on Tuesday. The Patriots are rumored to be the favorite to land Vrabel if they decide to move on from Bill Belichick. The Bruins fell 4-3 at the Arizona Coyotes in overtime. David Pasternak, Jesper Bockvist, and Jake DeBrusque each found the back of the net. Linus Ilmark stopped 32 of the 35 shots he faced before leaving the game in overtime with an injury. Tomorrow night, the Bruins will visit the Vegas Golden Knights. And a pair of starters are questionable as the Celtics face the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight. Kristaps Porzingis is dealing with a right knee contusion, and Drew Holiday is managing a right elbow sprain. Al Horford is also listed as questionable with a non-COVID illness. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Rain tapers off this morning, leaving us with gusty winds. However, with strong gusts being reported from Rhode Island to New Bedford from 43 to 45 miles per hour as we head into the afternoon hour. Some sunshine temperatures fall into the 40s. So we'll go from the 50s this morning to the 40s this afternoon. Dry conditions and temperatures in the mid 40s as we head into Thursday and Friday before the next storm system to impact Friday night and Saturday. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
you're not waiting on a sunny day thinking to yourself, well, that's when I'll worry about my roof. No, you got to worry about your roof on a day like today because today is the kind of day where you can see the damage that's really being done. So if your roof is peeling, if it's fading, if there are shingles falling off, if there are seams that are separating, or even if it's just been 20 years since you've had somebody take a look at your roof, well, it's time to call Precision Window and Kitchen in New Bedford. Have them come down and take a look at your roof. They will let you know. Maybe you need to have it replaced. Maybe you don't. They'll let you know one way or the other. If you think you can get away with another season or two, they'll let you know about that. But the important thing is if you do need to get it replaced, they can get it done quickly and effectively. They can get it done right so that you are protecting the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life, your home. I mean, unless, you know, you're buying one of those really, really fancy Italian sports cars, the biggest thing you're probably ever going to buy in your life is your home. Why not and make sure that that investment is as protected as it can be by calling Precision Window and Kitchen. They will come out and they will give you a free, no obligation estimate on replacing your roof. They can also do other jobs like replacing all your windows or replacing one window or just replacing a pane of glass in one of your windows. Whatever it is, no job is too big, no job is too small for precision. They can also remodel your kitchen, your bathroom. They can replace your entryway doors. Maybe you need some new weather stripping put around your doors so that it keeps out that cold air that that sneaks in through the crack underneath. They can take care of all of that for you. So again, no job too big, no job too small. Everything from roofs to just that little pane of glass. Whatever you need, call Precision Window and Kitchen or you can stop by and see them at their showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. Or you can also go online to precisionwindowandkitchen.com, see all of the great materials they work with, see all the different types of projects they can do for you, and sign up to get that free, no-obligation estimate. Again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. So 508-996-0500 is our number, and you can call in and chime in with whatever you would like to discuss here in the final few moments of the program. Brian's going to be in for Chris today, and I think Chris should be back tomorrow. But um, I, I know that Brian will be talking about a variety of things. He won't have the mayor on today. However, um, Brian actually asked to, to not have the mayor come on. They'll save that for when, when he can join Chris again. But uh, Brian will be here filling in for you. And then, of course, we'll have Bill O'Reilly later on. And then Barry Richard. And then Howie Carr. And I think that Brian will probably have some things to say. As you know, he is a, a big follower of all the developments in education on the South Coast. So I think he's going to have some things to say about this permanent hiring of Andrew O'Leary. As you know, he followed along with the saga of Dr. Pia Durkin very well, especially when um, John Oliveira was on the school committee and he butted heads with the superintendent. So remember those days? Remember when, when there was a lot of tumultuousness surrounding the superintendent's office? That's, that's kind of gone by the wayside. D regardless of what people thought of the job that Thomas Anderson did, he certainly brought a, a sense of calm over the the actions of the school department and the reactions of people to those actions, it was far more, well, really 
when it comes to talk radio, far more boring. There was nothing really controversial going on. There was no arguing, no fighting, no restraining orders against school committee members. It was peaceful. And work got done. And I think you're going to have even more harmony going forward with somebody that, from all accounts, is very well respected within the, within the school department and has already proven to be an effective leader, has already proven to be someone who has a vision for where the schools can go, has helped shape that vision in getting new buildings, if not already built or broken ground on, planned for the future. The centralized kitchen, which was a, a major issue for some of the schools. And we'll see where things go in the future. But I think that, again, I mean, I have a lot of teachers that listen to this program as they're getting up and getting ready for school in the morning. I have a lot of friends who are teachers in the New Bedford School Department. I would think that if there was an issue here, I would have heard about it. If they were hoping that Andrew O'Leary didn't get the job, I would have heard about it. I haven't heard any of that. To be fair, I haven't heard, you know, anybody coming and saying, like, it's absolutely got to be this guy. But I think that there hasn't been any negativity toward this, and we'll see what the reaction is when the formal announcement is made, which I'm assuming they're just waiting until contracts are signed and approved and all of that kind of stuff. So we could be looking at a, a little bit of time here before everything is quote-unquote official, but you can read the report by Colin Hogan at newbedfordlight.org and get more information about what the steps are here going forward. But I would be interested in getting your reaction. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take a break and be back in a few moments. Jim. Watching the uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter, the Thriller 40th anniversary special on uh, Paramount Plus, and it was kind of a look at the making of Thriller. And I have to say, in the "I'll do a song with you on your album, you do a song with me on my album" exchange, there with Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney got the better song out of the deal. "Say Say 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 Say" from 1983's "Pipes of Peace" is the better song over "The Girl Is Mine," the the song that appeared on Thriller. Not that that's a bad song, but Say, Say, Say is the much better of the two songs and the much better video. Love the video for that song. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We were talking about the case of the woman in Townsend who attempted to poison her husband because she was in a catfish situation with somebody pretending to be an actor from The Bold and the Beautiful. 
And this person was, first of all, built this woman out of $8,000 and was trying to convince her to kill her husband so that they could get the life insurance money. I don't know. It's crazy. The story is crazy. WCVB has the whole story on their website, Channel 5. And all the other Boston stations are starting to cover it now. I want to thank Tabitha, though, on uh, Facebook for pointing out to me that the Bold and the Beautiful actually put out a tweet about this on their official Twitter account. Dear Bold and Beautiful fans, a gentle reminder that our cast, crew, staff will never solicit you personally for money or anything else. If you are being contacted by someone portraying themselves as a cast member, please report them immediately to X and or to local authorities. We appreciate our fans very much and thank you for watching. And then, of course, there's all these tweets that are like, why? What happened? What's going on? And then people sharing the link of, of what actually went on. But the story itself sounds like something that's a soap opera plot, right? It sounds like something. Oh, I'm in love with, with, uh, with this guy and we're gonna, I'm going to poison my husband by putting poison in his soup. I'm going to kill him and then we'll be together and we'll get off with the, we'll, we'll make off with the life insurance money. But then, of course, in soap operas, it never works. For a couple of reasons. One, it wouldn't be a good plot point if they did. And also, two, nobody ever actually dies on a soap opera, right? They die and they come back. Or they die and then another actor plays them later on. And then they say, well, they didn't really die. They were pretending to be dead and they went and had facial reconstruction surgery and all the... Listen, these are actual plot lines from Days of Our Lives. This is the truth. This actually happened. So, ask Barry. Barry watched Days of Our Lives. He knows what I'm talking about. We were talking about it just a couple weeks ago. But the, and also, I was talking about with Phil Devitt blowing up his spot here, telling everybody he's a soap opera fan. But, uh, and I know Brian is too. Brian likes General Hospital though. But here, here we go with, you know, the craziest story imaginable. And it only gets crazier when the TV show has to actually tweet out and be like, if somebody contacts you and says they're from our show, they're not. But you see this stuff happen all the time. You know, as I said this morning, it made me think of that meme that goes around where it's a, a text message somebody got. It's like, hi, I'm John Carpenter, director of Halloween. I'm making a new Halloween movie and I'm $5,000 short of finishing it. If you can send me the $5,000, we can get it done. Uh, hold on. I have Michael Myers here with me. And then the next text message says, hi, it's Michael Myers. You know, like nobody's nobody's believing that. Maybe some people do, though. This, this woman makes me think that there are some people that do. I know somebody that got catfished. I said it this morning. Somebody who got catfished by somebody pretending to be Jason Momoa. This woman was a psychic who had been a psychic, a psychic. Keep that part of the story in mind. She was a psychic who had appeared on national television. She had a TV series. And somehow or another, this person was contacting her pretending to be Jason Momoa. Every time she wanted to video chat with him, oh, the camera's broken on my phone. I have to get a new phone. He's Jason Momoa. He would just have somebody get him a new phone. The phone company would just send him a phone. Samsung would send him the latest Galaxy or Apple would send him the latest iPhone before anybody else gets it. He's Jason Momoa. He's Aquaman. He's Khal Drogo. He would get whatever he wants. He doesn't need to, I haven't gone to the Apple store yet. Like, he wouldn't have to do that. And then... Try to Skype with him. Oh, the camera's broken on my laptop, too. Like, come on. At what point do you realize something is up? The red flag could be slapping you in the face, and you still wouldn't see it. 
And it got to the point where she actually thought that they had gotten online married, like they had gotten married by somebody. They filled in all the information, sent in the information, and got a marriage certificate back, so it must be legal, right? And so she was telling everybody that she was married to Jason Momoa and that they were in love. And, of course, none of it turned out to be true, but actually got my friend who owned, well, it was my friend that owned the Lizzie Boyden house. They got her involved with saying Jason Momoa wanted to buy the Lizzie Borden house, and she got wrapped up in all this weird drama where this woman was calling her and being like, I know you're trying to have an affair with him behind my back, and she was like, I don't really think that it's him, so no. Anyway, it's amazing how much people can get catfished but can't admit that they got catfished. Got to take my final break of the morning. Be back in just a few moments. And the final few moments here of the program, if you are looking to treat yourself, you've already gotten through the hard part of the morning already, right? You get everybody where they need to be. Now it's time to settle in and relax a little bit. Well, you can do that by going to Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop at 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. Stop on by and have one of their delicious muffins and a latte or a cappuccino or a hot chocolate or whatever it is that you need to kind of fuel you up for the rest of your morning. And then make sure you go back at lunchtime. Get one of their delicious sandwiches. Caserla, chicken salad, tuna salad. They make it all fresh there, right there at Sunrise, and they put it on their delicious homemade Portuguese bread and pops. Or you can buy a bucket of it and some of the bread and take it home and make sandwiches whenever you want them. And, of course, all the great desserts, the muffins, everything that they have at Sunrise Bakery. It is a treat that you can treat yourself to anytime you want to. Sunrise Bakery and Coffee Shop at 506 Bolton Street in New Bedford. All right, I got to get out of here. Stay tuned. Brian's filling in for Chris today, and uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow.